Welcome back to Range Anxiety TV. Now, you're wondering why I'm standing in front of the dirty little Nissan Leaf with my Space Wizard wand. Maybe you are wondering, maybe you're not wondering. As you can see, it needs a wash. We're actually giving this leaf back to the earth from whence it came. So all those kitties that mined the materials for the batteries will be very happy because they'll be able to dig them up again. Today we're talking about batteries, we're talking about battery fires, we're talking about battery dangers and why there's so much being made of it by the media in general and by clickbaity YouTube, YouTube channels. You know who I'm talking about, dude. However, I digress. We're going to talk about charging because normally if your electric car burns to the ground, it's during a charging episode or a massive accident so let's get into it and let's talk about batteries how they work and should you actually be scared of them or should you just go like i do meh welcome back to another bedtime story and i'm sure justin's going to put in some excellent keyboard work like he did last time i don't actually hear it when he's recording but today we spoke about dragons and fires last time we're going to talk about proper fires today we're gonna to talk about battery fires. Now, if you've noticed behind me, there's a picture of the Sopranos. I use them for inspiration, particularly Big T. And every time I wake up in the morning and read media reports from fake media, fake news, I wanna just wake up in the morning and got myself a gun. Because you just feel like shooting yourself when you read some of the crap that's out there. You see, electric cars, I can tell you because I've owned a few and I've owned a lot of petrol cars, are better than petrol cars in every way. If you want to go fast, if you want to be reliable, if you want to be smooth, they're better. And of course, that upsets the people that make the other kinds of cars and also make the petrol that runs the other kind of cars that also run the media. So, electric car bursts in the flames, you're all gonna die. In fact, it goes that far and that deep that you can even, some stupid sites have even got the 12 months of Tesla's burning calendar. I think you'll be able to find that online, Justin, and, and put a pic in, it's not that hard to find. They're all Photoshopped pictures. Not I can't even find one that's burned to put in there. So, you know, it's pretty easy to tell when they show a picture and there's flames on the windscreen and the rest of the car's not a light. I don't know. Glass isn't the best burning thing I've ever seen. It does tend to crackle and pop a lot. Seriously though, just like with any other kind of car, there are some enormous fire risks with EVs or batteries in general, and which pays, uh, for if you own one, to just think about how you use it and use some common sense. I mean, normally you have to have common sense to have an EV anyway, because you know, you've got to work out how you're gonna charge it, whether it's at home or out and about, and, you know, you, you need, you need your, your wits around you with a petrol car, you just go, oh, I run out of juice, oh, I'm stuffed. You know, it's not that easy with an EV. Um, so yeah, it, the fire risk is very, very low. In fact, actual figures that were only recently released show that 25 in every 100,000 EVs have a battery related fire. Now compare that to a petrol car 
which is something like 61 times more likely to burn than an EV. And the worst of all is hybrids. Sorry, little missing note. Worst of all are hybrids, which are something like 300 times more likely to burn than an EV. That tells you something, doesn't it? So if an EV is so much less likely to burn, which it is, and again, that doesn't take into account the age of the fleet. I mean, you know, the oldest electric cars are 2011 Nissan Leafs and 2013 Model S Teslas. And so they're not super old, they're 10 plus years old. Um, so the figures may be a little bit skewed, but the reality is they're not very likely to burn. The problem comes when they do burn because there's so many myths and legends and fantasies out there about what's required to put them out. Now, let me tell you one thing, if you've ever had a lithium ion fire, battery fire, which I have, I've had two in the workshop in the past 18 months. Both of them have been in stupid cells in petrol cars. We'll get the lightweight racing cell and then we'll run it really, really flat till it's dead. And then before I leave it in your workshop, I'll say, put it on charge, Kenya. And that's once they're bricked in either direction, that's when you run into problems with them or when they're damaged. I think the last one was both. And it was a cell no bigger than this laptop in, you know, if you make it a bit like about yay big, like a little lightweight one, and it put on a very impressive display. So if it does happen, how do you put it out? Well, you don't, right? That's the thing. What you do is it, it's, a, it's a chain reaction, a thermal runaway, and it makes its own oxygen. So putting fire extinguisher foam on it does nothing. What you need to do is to cool the thing. You need to put water, straight water, on a battery fire, right? Don't muck around with anything else, just water. I was able to put out a cell this big, like some little 200 or 100 watt hour, just little pile of junk. I was able to put it out pretty easily with a garden hose. If your Tesla Model S with a 100 kilowatt hour pack goes up, that there is a little bit harder, right? I suggest you just get away from it. Um, you know, a lot of water is needed, but water is what puts them out. Uh, a lot of the things you see on mainstream media and the news is just rubbish. It's sensationalism, you know, because every time a car bursts into flames, newsflash, car burning on Southeastern Freeway. If it's one in those 150,000 times that it's a Tesla, Tesla ignites blaze to erupt entire continent and community so you see you can tell who's paying who and a car company that doesn't advertise and a car company that's running against big oil is always going to get the shitty end of the stick of course but you know it's nothing to worry about um as i said earlier fast charging and charging is is where you'll find the bit one of the biggest risks is um just like the two batteries I had go up here in petrol cars, one was a GDR and one was a, a Citroen of all things. And his French is actually GDR and Citroen, aren't they both made by the same company? French? Renault? Something like that. Um, the biggest problem they had is the same thing you find when e-bikes go up in flames is that they've just got a charger plugged on them and they've got no battery management system. They've got no computer smarts running it saying, Okay, I'm getting a bit hot, I'm shutting off or whatever. It just keeps chucking voltage in there and boom, no BMS, no battery management system. Big disaster, big problem. Look at something like a Tesla and when you plug it into charge, you hear pumps going, fans going, all sorts of things go because going on there because that's the BMS. 
making sure the battery stays within its limits the entire time. And if it doesn't for some reason, it will stop charging and it will notify you so you've got time to run. At the end of the day though, there is nothing to be scared of. There will be battery fires as the fleet changes over to fully electric here, which it is doing right now as we speak and gaining, you know, it's got this logarithmic curve and all the booger eaters, you know, I've got this guy, I know Sam in Melbourne, I've got a bet with him. Uh, the first bet was in 2020 that the Mercedes EQC was gonna outsell Tesla in its entirety in Australia for a Palmy. Now he still owes me that Palmy because I think they sold about five EQCs and about 15,000 Teslas. The next bet is, who says we've already reached peak EV and from next year onwards, the sales will go down. So by the end of 2024, sales of EVs globally will be less than they are in 2023. And for that, we've got a nice bottle of red wine. Now, not a cheap one. He's not much of a red wine drinker, but I'm thinking like a 86 Grange. Might do it because I know I'm gonna win it, right? He believes cars are gonna go back to petrol because of course that's what the media are telling him, but they're not. You know why? Because the manufacturers are gonna shut down all their petrol lines. And one of the things manufacturers don't have is a lot of money left to be swapping and changing billions and billions of dollars worth of lines when most of them are that much in debt that they can hardly afford to pay the interest on what they owe already. So Sam, you can send me that bottle, whatever you want. You can, you can, eat, you can go for an early 2000s Grange. I'm not that fussy, but. But do you get scared? Do you worry? No. You plug your car in, you let nature play its course. Don't get scared by boomers. I remember, I don't remember. I remember reading, let me say that, when, you know, the horse was going to be replacing the car again because cars were making too much noise, too unreliable. Well, didn't Henry Ford show them? The only thing horses are good for now is racing, the sport of rich men, which is exactly what will happen to petrol engine cars in the future. They will race them and they will be the sport of the few, the elite, the rich people. People that actually go to work during the day and don't pretend to work from home and whatever, they will be driving EVs because any other way simply doesn't make sense. So don't listen to the hype, don't listen to the bullshit and I hope that was a nice bedtime story that put you to sleep.